Welcome to Raise the Line with Osmosis.org, seeking solutions with leading experts on how to increase healthcare capacity so people can get the care they need during the COVID-19 crisis and beyond. Hi, I'm Sibulani, and today in Raise Line, I'm really happy to be joined by Blake Teese, who's the Director of Talent Acquisition at Prestige Care Incorporated. Prestige Care is a complete senior care organization, which includes independent living communities, assisted living, memory care, as well as rehabilitation and post-acute care. They operate more than 80 senior care communities throughout the Western United States in Alaska, Arizona, California, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Nevada, and Washington. So Blake, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us today. Yeah, really happy to be here, Shiv. Thanks for having me. Can you start by telling us a bit about yourself? Like, How does one go about becoming the director of talent acquisition at a huge senior care facility? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. So, you know, Shiv, I'm, I'm actually one of those weird kids. I am using the degree I went to college for. So I graduated from Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma, Washington, with a bachelor's in business administration, with a focus in human resources management. And every single day of my professional life post-grad, I've been in human resources, which is totally different and unique. I mean, most people don't go to school to be in HR. I, like I said, I guess I'm kind of one of those weird kids that, uh, that I'm doing it. And, you know, prior to becoming the director of TA here at Prestige, I started out in the HR space. So acting as a HR admin assistant, being promoted up to a HR generalist, HR business partner for a variety of different companies and in different industries, including you know, large Fortune 500 outfits, down to mom and pop consulting outfits, beverage industry, places like that. But, you know, where my heart truly lies, honestly, it's in healthcare. And what we do here matters as healthcare providers. And I just get to do it through hiring high quality, amazing people to love and serve our residents. Prior to becoming director of talent acquisition, I was in an individual contributor role at Prestige Care. You know, recruiting leaders at our assisted living communities. And I was given the opportunity to serve in the director, quite frankly, the newly created director of TA role because the organization liked the results I was producing. And and we've been able to do some really cool stuff from a business standpoint to attract folks to love and serve our residents in over 80 locations. Yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible the scale you all have achieved. I mean, so can you tell us like when you joined Prestige, how many facilities were there and then what do you see as like the growth rate over the next few years? Obviously, we're going to get into COVID, which has probably changed the game in all sorts of ways. But if you can talk about not only how many facilities, but also maybe the types of people you recruit in addition to leaders, like what type of healthcare professionals does Prestige hire? Yeah, good question. So I came on board as an individual contributor back in August of 2015. I can't believe it's been over five years, been a quick five years, Shiv. But you know, throughout that, that time, We've really kind of stayed stagnant as far as number of communities. I mean, we've had a few management contracts that we didn't renew. We've purchased some buildings. We've had some buildings that we've sold. So it's really kind of stayed the same for the past five and a half, six years here, uh, just from a a number of locations standpoint. But kind of the second part of your question, you know, how we've been able to identify people really all comes down to getting your brand out there. I'm I'm a huge fan and proponent of of employment branding, I think brand wins. You know, I always use the example of it's why you'll go to Starbucks and pay $350 for that Americano when you can go and maybe make your own at home or go to Dunkin' Donuts or whatever around the corner and pay $225. Brand wins. 
And so that's been a big strategic push for me and my colleagues here in the talent acquisition group for the past two, two and a half years is getting our story out there, pushing our brand, showing the why somebody would want to come work for us. What's in it for them? So we've been able to create a lot of really pieces of content highlighting our own employees and really pushing our employer value proposition, our EVP out there. Prior to me pivoting into my director role, we really didn't have a lot of visibility on social media from an employment standpoint. And so I said, you know what, we, we, need to, we need to get out there because many of our care centers and communities win national quality care awards and we do have a great brand in the industry. We just weren't telling that story. And so that's been a big, big strategic push. And quite frankly, why I think we've seen a lot of success, especially the last you know, 18, 24 months. Absolutely. And it's one of the reasons, you know, we're inviting you on the podcast and we've been excited about Prestige for a while. I mean, it's in, in your name as well. You know, you have 80 locations. How many staff are there and, and how many of them are, are clinical in nature? As you know, Osmosis' audience are a lot of pre-health professional, people who want to go to nursing school, med school. And so obviously we're working on the CNA training program as an example. But if you can give our audience a bit of a sense of like staff numbers and then also what type of healthcare degree certificates roles do you hire for? Yeah, great, great question, Shiv. So we have about 5,000 team members in about 80 locations in eight Western states, and we serve about 5,000 residents in number. You know, it kind of goes up and down from there, but generally speaking, it's around 5,000 for both of those groups. As far as the, I guess, percentage of more clinical team members that we employ, I mean, that's the lion's share of, of the folks that we get to call colleagues and team members. You know, I don't have any sort of data in front of me on, the, on this other monitor over here, but I'd venture to say, you know, probably around, shoot, 65, 70% of the people that we employ are personal care attendants, medication technicians, certified nursing assistants, staff, registered nurses, LPNs, folks of that nature, just because we operate in a very, sometimes very clinical environment, even on the assisted living side of our business where the acuity of our residents is going up. It's a little bit more clinical in nature than it even was five, six, seven, eight years ago. And so we really look for folks who want to be part of a team, want to collaborate with others, who want to grow. We have an awesome promote from within culture. We've been doing a, a phenomenal job of that, especially the last three years. We've been able to develop some defined career paths for folks. And that's something we really talk about on the front end, on the recruiting process as well. But yeah, you know, anybody going through a CNA program like through Osmosis, we have our own in-house CNA training programs. Anybody with a strong desire to go through like a healthcare administration type program, those are the folks we usually look for just from an educational standpoint. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, it's, again, pretty, pretty impressive, the gamut of the types of people you're able to hire and across all those states. So switching gears a bit to COVID, right, because that's the main reason we launched the Raise Line podcast. It's been a crazy 12 months, I'm sure. And especially given that you're in Washington or Prestige has in the Western US where a lot of this, you know, first started getting a lot of attention in the US. Can you talk to us a bit about how COVID has affected your role and then Prestige's work over the past 12 months? And now that we have a vaccine, how that's affecting things? Yeah, great question. It's It has been unbelievably disruptive. I'm not going to sugarcoat it whatsoever. And I'm sure my, my colleagues and contemporaries at other organizations would echo that. You know, it's been very disruptive. It's been more challenging to find staff. I tell people in my network and in my, you know, my personal life, my job has never been harder than it has the last 9, 12 months. However, 
the silver lining to that shit is I've never felt more fulfilled in what I get to do for a living. You know, hiring people to love and serve folks in their time of need amongst a global pandemic, you know, it makes going to the wall and through the wall easier for me. At least I, I can speak for myself because I know that the hard work that I'm putting in and my colleagues, the people that I get to call colleagues, they're doing the same thing. So, I mean, it's been highly disruptive. Primarily, I think there's two big reasons. Number one, you know, earlier on in the pandemic, people were getting paid so much more not to work. If you recall, there was a pretty big unemployment kicker in the early days of the pandemic where, you know, this is $600 a week on top of unemployment. So folks were making a lot more money not working than they were being a CNA or being a personal care attendant. So that's something that we faced. Uh, that, that was a, a major major roadblocks that, that impeded us to staffing success. And I think number two, people were scared. And I think people still are scared. And, you know, a lot of the folks that that are being impacted by COVID are people that live in our, our communities too, our communities and care centers, elderly folks who are, you know, suffering from, from COVID. And so folks are scared to work in that type of environment, even though we have a sock pile and a half of PPE. I've seen it with my own eyes. We have an education room at our, our corporate office, and I'm not even joking you, Shiv. It's floor-to-ceiling gowns, wipes, hand sanitizers, N95s. We just signed a uh, contract with 3M for a half a million N95 masks. I mean, that's never been an issue for us, so we're able to keep our team members safe, most importantly, keep our residents safe as well. So I think that's that's how I would respond to COVID-19. It's It's been a grind and a half. I, I can't sugarcoat that. But like I said, it's been very rewarding and we're not out of this forest yet, but we're doing a pretty stinking good job, I would say, all things considered. Absolutely. I mean, it's really interesting. You mentioned the, you know, working harder, but more fulfilled. That is one thing that I think that's changed in the public consciousness is just understanding, you know, how important the work is that these healthcare heroes are doing to keep residents safe and to keep them out, your residents, independent living communities, as opposed to in the ICUs. What about the vaccine now? Can you comment on any of that? Like, I know we've we've had a lot of leaders of health systems on this podcast. Many of them were, oh, can't wait till the vaccine comes out. And like most recently, we've had some who say, you're already 20% of our staff have been vaccinated, or at least the first dose. Can you give us a, a bit of a sense of that rollout at Prestige? Yeah, I wish I had some data to lean back on, Shiv. Unfortunately, I don't. However, I do know, I, I swear anymore, I sit, on, I sit in meetings all day <laughs> on top of... <laughs> talking with with candidates and my and my team members but I know we have started to roll out vaccines to our residents and our frontline team members you know central support uh, folks like myself and professional folks we we won't get that for a little while longer which is totally fine we need to have our frontline team members and those residents get that first but that is being rolled out uh, enterprise wide which is a major blessing and we're we're very pleased to be able to offer that to our, our team members so they can stay safe and keep their family members and, and most importantly, our residents safe. Totally. And another thing that's really interesting is because of COVID, a lot more people are applying to medical school than they were a year ago. There's like a 22% bump year over year right now, they say. And some of that is, they, they call it the Fauci effect of like, hey, people, people know how important being a healthcare hero is now. And of course, it's a dangerous job and can lead to a lot of burnout, but it's also a very noble and fulfilling job, as you mentioned, just being in the healthcare system. Apart from the initial stimulus that did, you know, kind of disincentivize people from going into the workplace because they could make more not working. 
Are you seeing any reversal or do you have any predictions for the labor market and healthcare, especially for companies like Prestige over the coming years? Do you think there'll be more demand for these jobs? I mean, the other thing is, as you know, a lot of the retail and transportation jobs and food service jobs that people would rely on for entry-level jobs are gone and, and they just won't come back. So how do you think about that? That's a good call out, Shiv. You know, I, I think this is not only, I'm going to say this situation, that's more, more of a granular term, but I think this situation is going to be a, a fork in the road in a lot of ways. I think retail is going to be significantly altered in other industries. So that will force people to evolve. And so, you know, my, my non-expert prediction of, of what's going to go on here is, yes, I would, I would say there is going to be more of a demand. I think there's going to be an influx of folks looking to get into healthcare for a number of reasons. I, I automatically think, well, especially in my world and in the world of serving seniors primarily, that's who we serve. I mean, you have 10,000 baby boomers a day retiring in this country. And so there's only going to be more companies like Prestige Care and you know, our, our direct competitors who are going to scale their operations to meet that demand as such. We need to hire more folks. But also, I, I think a lot of organizations see that promoting from within is going to win the staffing challenges now, but in the future. And so being able to articulate that to people is going to be paramount. And I think that that folks who, who really want to make an impact in somebody's life, but most importantly, and this is, I think, is my, my main point here, Shiv, career stability. A lot of folks have seen, hey, I thought I was in this stable industry. No way. I'll, I'll tell you what, you know, in my world, I'm very blessed to be able to have kept my job and, and an impactful job throughout this mess. I think people are going to start taking a good hard look at healthcare, and then most importantly, taking action to get into healthcare because it is global pandemic proof. It is recession proof. It is insert X proof here. So that's why I think healthcare is really going to be booming, especially here in the United States in the next two to three decades. That's a really good, really good point. And we couldn't agree more. You know, as long as people have bodies and as long as they're, those bodies are aging, they'll need healthcare. Absolutely. And you have people living longer too, Shiv. I mean, this isn't 50 years ago. You have folks who are living longer thanks to modern medicine. As such, they need higher levels of care. Absolutely. And it's also just a rewarding field. And so how, how do you predict success? I mean, you've hired so many people. You've built this very positive workforce culture, workplace culture. What are some of the main things you look for when you're trying to hire prestige? And how do you maybe cultivate those things that may be lacking when you first hire someone? Mm, good call. So about a, a year ago, maybe a little bit more now that I think about it, we rolled out structured interview questions for every single job that we would recruit for on the skilled nursing or assisted living vertical of our business. And one of the first questions we ask is, tell us about your core values. We want to find some alignment between what core values somebody inherently has and if, to see if there's some alignment between that and our four core values of integrity, trust, commitment, and respect. You know, I have never worked for an organization whose core values are more evident in the day-to-day -day operations than they are here. And I'm just not saying that because I'm a recruiter guy. I just truly feel that way. It's really cool being able to interact with not only our local leaders at our skilled nursing and assisted living communities who, who share in that vision, but also our regional and our C-suite folks. I mean, they just don't talk about it. They're, they are about it, right? They do 
They live out those core values through their actions and decision-making. And so, you know, we try and extract people's core values, but also we want to know what somebody is looking to do five years down the road. That's another part of our structured interview program is what is that vision for you? Five years down the road, what do you want to be doing professionally? Because we want to make sure there's alignment between what you seek as a professional and what we can offer you, not just now, not just for the first 12, 18 months, but for the next 60 months, 72 months. So we try and negate turnover in the very first conversation by finding alignment between what people seek professionally and quite frankly, personally, you know, our, our professional life bleeds into our personal life, whether we like it or not. And if there's some alignment between that and what we have to offer as an employer, and if there is, it's a beautiful situation, right? So that's a, a few ways in which we kind of extract out if, if somebody's going to be a good fit for us. And then quite frankly, setting the expectation too, as well, saying, you know what, you will come across feces and vomit and just kind of the stuff that, you know, you, you don't want to talk about in an interview process, but we want to give people the reality of what it's like being a healthcare provider. So there's no, you know, there's no secrets as you pivot in to start your career in the healthcare environment with prestige care. Absolutely. I mean, those are some really, really great pieces of advice, not just for companies and in the healthcare space, but in general, right? Being very honest and open, setting up pathways for promotion, promoting from within. I mean, we're a much smaller organization at Osmosis, uh, less than 100 people, but some of the most successful people at the company started off as IC independent contributors as, as you did, and then were very quickly, you know, passionate, talented. Just we promoted them and never looked back. They've been incredible teammates. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of kind of to kind of piggyback off of that, Shiv, you know, a lot of folks always ask me, so how do you how do you recruit and retain millennials, right? First off, I think the bigger issue we should be talking about is the generation after me, Gen Y or whatever. I don't know what it's being called, but I'm an elder millennial myself. And, <laughs> you know, I, I think it's simple. Recruit great people, set the expectation, train them up, get the heck out of the way. And if they're a high performer, willingly promote them. That's how you're going to keep people. And so I would echo that the generation after me would subscribe to that as well. But you know, they, you know, that other generation, Gen Y, I guess, they want impactful work. And that's something we really, we really talk about in all facets of our employer brand and our recruiting process, because it's true. What we do here matters every day. I mean, we're not, you know, building widgets or whatever. We are loving and serving and taking care of people. Something that actually matters at the end of the day. Yeah, totally. Not just a paycheck, but a purpose. I know we're coming up in time, so I had two more questions. The first is, you know, given that our audience primarily comprises early stage healthcare professionals of all stripes, what advice would you give to them about meeting the challenges of the current situation and beyond? Mm, love this question, Shiv. You know, I, I think how to address challenges as a healthcare provider, especially a new healthcare provider. I think number one, it's asking questions. Ask a lot, a lot, a lot of questions. Don't be afraid to ask questions. Go to your supervisor, go to your supervisor, supervisor, and tell them what you want to do. I want to learn X, Y, Z. I'm really passionate about this area of nursing or this area of healthcare. How can I get exposure to that so I can sharpen my saw as a healthcare professional? A lot of folks, they automatically think that their supervisor knows what they want. You should never assume as a professional, you should always make your voice heard. I want to do this because of blah, blah, blah. You know, I think that's really key. I think that's number one. I think number two, 
we live in a in a golden age of information, Shiv. I mean, I can go on YouTube and literally learn anything I want. It's a beautiful place. I learned how to change my ring doorbell last night on YouTube. That's a true story. So, you know, taking ownership and accountability, even for your own education. And then number, I think number three, I think it well, kind of dovetails into number two, just taking personal ownership and accountability for your career. You can work for an awesome organization. However, you as a, as a healthcare professional and just a professional in general, you need to take complete ownership and accountability for you to get to whatever that five-year, whatever you want to be in five years, you have to take action and let your voice be heard. And if you aren't going to get it in your current role, go make it happen because time waits for no man or woman. So you got to go get it. That's awesome. That's great advice. And I know you're an avid reader and podcast listener as well. And one thing we immediately connected on was the book Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and, and others. And then also, you probably have read about read this book or at least heard of it. It's the founder of LinkedIn, Reid Hoffman, wrote a book, The Startup of You, where his whole thesis is basically everyone should think about themselves as a startup and like, you know, you're constantly evolving and changing and developing new skills. And you have a personal set of values, just like a company has values. And it's exactly what you're saying, taking ownership over your own career. Yeah, absolutely, Shiv. And then to kind of even piggyback off of that, I would also say people who can build a robust personal brand as well. I know that's kind of a, a hot phrase or a hot topic. I, I would say that a lot of my success, as I kind of look back on the great things I've been able to enjoy, is because I've taken a chance and I've put myself out there. And that's not, that's not for everybody. It really isn't. You have to overcome your own ego, your own internal, internal dialogue. And I, I would say the more that folks can really put themselves out there and let their voice be heard and share the beauty that's inside them, not to get too philosophical or cheesy, the more opportunities will come your way as a, as a healthcare professional or just a professional as a whole. You know, every, I look back on, on what I've been able to do speaking at national conferences and doing this, that, and the other. It's all really cool. It's because I intentionally sprinted towards the unknown and I said, I want to do this. How do I do it? Somebody give me that opportunity. And so I would say to, to any healthcare professional, just go make it happen, build that brand and let your voice be heard. That's awesome advice. My last question is, is there anything else that you'd like to share about yourself, your story, prestige, general healthcare system? Happy to, happy to hear. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Shiv. You know, I think I, I dropped just some, some nice 80,000 career advice a few moments ago. So I would lean on that. You know, I, I would say that, you know, quite frankly, I'm living my dream job right now, you know, overseeing the comprehensive recruitment process for a mid-level company that that does work that matters. And so, you know, I'm, I'm a kid from small town, I'm from Salem, Oregon, you know, the capital of the state of Oregon, grew up on three and a half acres. So I would say just, just go make it happen. For, for anybody listening to this, if you want to go achieve something, Set a plan, execute the plan. Don't just talk about it. You got to be about it. It's all about execution. And that's kind of my word of 2021 is execution as well. You know, relative to prestige care, if anybody is looking for an opportunity to really impact people's lives, specifically seniors, we have something exceptional. And we have what you potentially seek. And, you know, we teach here, Shiv, at prestige care, especially relative to interviewing and recruiting. It's all about the candidate. 
what can we offer that individual? Tell them the greatness that they can enjoy here. Not just not in the short term, but the long term, but understand what they want and really extract the greatness out of them. We all have some greatness inside of us. And it's our job as, as employers to extract that and develop that if they choose to come on board our team. So that's what I would say to that. So yeah, thanks. <laughs> Incredibly motivating. And if I wasn't running osmosis, you may even have me applying to prestige. So <laughs> hopefully you're registered for Shiv. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, I'd really like to thank you not only for taking the time to be with us today, but more importantly for work that you're doing to raise line and improve healthcare capacity at prestige by getting these thousands of people to serve our elders. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to learn more, check us out, prestigecare.com slash careers. You can also find us jobs at Prestige on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, etc. You can also connect with me. I love to interact with folks. I will just have conversations for the sake of having conversations. You can learn more. Reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram and Twitter. I am at Blake in the PNW. Reach out to me. I just love to have a conversation with you. I love that. Thanks for being so open, Blake. Well, with that, I'm Shiv Guglani. Thank you to our audience for checking out today's show. And remember to do your part to flatten the curve and raise line. We're all in this together. Take care. For more information on how you can help raise the line and flatten the curve, go to osmosis.org slash COVID-19. If you like this podcast, please share it on your social channels. You can also subscribe to the series and check out all of our podcasts at osmosis.org slash raise the line podcast. <laughs>